This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. Serena Williams participated in what she says was her last U.S. Open, which has sparked the conversation about her being the greatest of all time. And yet no one is talking about the barriers that she had overcome to reach the heights that she did. With me this morning to talk about this issue is J.B. Coles of Game Time Sports Talk. Good morning, J.B. Morning, Chris. How are you? Well, and yourself? Pretty good. That's good. Uh, J.B., it is clear that Serena is saying that she's calling it quits but she also is keeping the door open to continue to play in some sort of capacity as well. You know, uh, let's talk about what the Williams sisters have meant collectively to the game of tennis, because Serena has been quick to point out that there would be um, no Serena if it hadn't been for Venus. Yeah, they, they're pretty uh, synonymous with each other. And uh, they came in and uh, really after Althea Gibson and, um, uh, You've seen others uh, trailblaze uh, uh, before them. Never seen a, a duo like this. You're talking about two sisters who were less than two years apart and just came in dominating and changed the game. And uh, really, you talk about their, their athleticism and uh, their just their physical stature uh, being uh, taller than uh, what you were used to seeing, you know, from women uh, in tennis. Uh, more powerful, they really have changed the game. If you really look across uh, the board now, uh, if you're not at least, uh, you know, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, if you're not serving over 110, 115, 120 miles per hour, if you're Serena, uh, you're you're not making it to the, uh, to the ATP Tour, and you're not competing at a high level. And so when you really look across the board and just you know, see what, uh, the women's tennis player looks like today versus 20 years ago and almost 25 years ago when uh, the Williams sisters came in, there's a stark difference. Right. And needless to say, I mean, with some of the stuff you're talking about, when the Williams sisters uh, came onto the scene, and even as they continue throughout their careers, you know, I think it would be um, prudent for us to say, you know, that the world of tennis, you know, they just weren't ready. They weren't ready for them. No, they weren't. Um, you, in, in very much a number of ways. Number one, like we just talked about, just the uh, the athletic standpoint, and uh, you know, serving, you know, like like men, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, like the men do at that point in time. There was a lot of arguments in regards to, and you've heard it in the past. I guess it started with Billie Jean King in regards to uh, exactly if they could. Uh, you know, compete or, you know, defeat men. And uh, that just shows, you know, the, the dominance that they had. 
at that point in time. But talk about what they meant off the court, and I think that's what you're alluding to. They were, uh, you know, un- <laughs> unshameful uh, to to bring out not only social uh, and civil rights issues, but you know, from an economic standpoint, they were the ones that led the charge for equal pay for equal play. Uh, and for most parts, uh, actually, uh, for less play. When you, when you think, take a look at the women, they play a three-set match uh, versus the men playing uh, uh, five-set matches. And, and really, I'm talking more about uh, Wimbledon, which is the most storied uh, Grand Slam tournament uh, on the world tour. And so uh, uh, back uh, sometime several years ago, they were able to establish that uh, the purse or the prize money for men would be just the same as women. And so uh, for women would be just the same as men. And so from that standpoint, uh, they were really able to uh, change the game. And you've seen the purses uh, on the tour uh, grow and, and grow. And they, they really uh, dominated not just uh, women's tennis, but tennis as a whole, because arguably, I, I don't even think it's an argument, but over the last 20 years, uh, the ratings for uh, the women's uh, tournament and, th- and those games have far exceeded the w- uh, the men's tournaments. Right. And you bring the point I was just about to make, because really, when you look at it in terms of the last 20 years, especially as it relates to um, Serena uh, and Venus Williams and what they've done to the game of tennis, you know, women should actually probably be getting more than what the men are getting, because let's be honest, who's really watching men's tennis these days? It's men's tennis... You know, you start, you watch it because you're actually watching the women's tennis. You're looking at Serena. You're looking at um, Coco Golf. You're looking at Venus. You're looking at uh, Naomi uh, as well. And then the, you know, between matches, the men's match kind of comes up, and it's almost like when commercials pop up during football or the Super Bowl, right? Well, actually, not even the Super Bowl, but <laughs> during football, where it's kind of like you look at it for a second and you get up and start doing something else and waiting to come back for the the real show to come back on. Well, you're right. And I think from a standpoint, it's a, it really, um, it, it well, if, if you're watching the men's, uh, if you're watching men's tennis, if, if it's not one of the, you know, the big names are not playing in the, in the final, no, you're not paying attention. Whereas when you take a look at whether it was Venus or especially Serena, uh, you were paying attention to every round. Uh, that they were going through it. If you weren't actually watching uh, the match, you didn't have the time, you still were keeping up with it to, to see if they won, if they kept advancing or not. And especially if they met in the final, and especially when you had those eight times when uh, the Williams sisters did meet in a Grand Slam final, uh, those ratings are, are still, they're, they're unprecedented uh, in, right. in, in the world of tennis. And so, uh, when, when looking at that, and you take a look at, at really the popularity and uh, of the sport and, and where it's gone, uh, a lot of that does stand on the point, especially here in the states, that if there's uh, there needs to be an American uh, that's actually making a run for there to be some momentum as far as viewership is concerned, and for there to be uh, some interest involved, and the fact that Williams sisters were. Uh, you know, Americans, and uh, they did, of course, uh, bring a contingent of Americans behind them that would try and challenge. They were really facing the world. And so uh, if there was an American, an American that was uh, competing in one of these Grand Slam tournaments, whether it be men or women, you, you were not getting any ratings. So you're absolutely right. And so they 
really changed the game in regards to that and really drove a corporate focus in regards to advertising. And uh, in, in whenever they were on the, on the big screen and they were competing in these tournaments, whether they were Grand Slam tournaments or not. Right. But let's talk about her career a little bit because her resume does speak for itself. When you look at just her professional career on Wikipedia, there is so much information about her playing career. I mean, it can take you a significant amount of time to read through it all. Um, but, you know, what Serena was able to accomplish, you know, on the court, certainly um, is something that, you know, we should be proud of, but that is also just very, very impressive. It is. Um, I know that Margaret Court held uh, more Grand Slam titles to her by one, and that's something that she really has been chasing ever since she won her last Grand Slam tournament while she was pregnant. Again, she won a Grand Slam tournament, was best in the world, while she was eight weeks pregnant. Uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, for us as, as men, Chris, and, and, and for those listening and whatnot, we don't understand what goes through the uh, the uh, the human anatomy when you're trying to uh, give birth or, or you know and and, and really uh, nurture a child. That we we just don't know about that, and it ch- it changes uh, the anatomy. And and so you knew that that was going to be just a, even another challenge uh, that she would have to surpass. And uh, she came close a couple times. In the uh, last five years, uh, just was not able to get over the hump. Uh, but uh, her 23 uh, titles, especially in this modern era, you take you take a look at the athlete and the and the, uh, the level of competition versus what we're talking about 50, 60 years ago when Margaret Court did it. Uh, I did, you you really don't you try and compare eras, but that's what we do in sports. It doesn't hold a flame to what uh, the Williams sisters did. Margaret Court didn't have to deal with the Venus, <laughs> didn't have to deal with, uh, the, you know, with all the, with all the others. I mean, we were talking about uh, when they came in, Martina was still uh, doing some things. So, you know, her 23 uh, Grand Slam titles, even though she didn't get to 24, as you want, it's obviously noted as the greatest of all time, or at least we will look at it in GOAT status. Uh, but I'm not sure if that'll ever be, uh, equal again. You don't hear about uh, women's uh, uh, tennis players, or even you know, for that matter, e- even men. Uh, but really, women tennis players, just because, like I talked about, uh, them having other interests and raising families and things of that nature, playing into their forties. And we're talking about the Williams sisters now. You know, as uh, Serena celebrates a birthday this week, at forty-one years old. Uh, still playing at a high level. And so um, the longevity factor, what she was able to overcome both on and off the court or even while she was on the court, being subjected to racism and things of that nature, uh, the drug test, she was drug tested almost three times as many as many times as uh, her counterparts and her white counterparts and to do it, dominate in a sport that has been dominated by uh, Caucasians for for generations. Uh, it's just remarkable. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because really, you know, we can talk about all the accolades and things that she's received, um, but at the same time, once we take off those those rosy glasses, those ro- you know, those those rose tinted glasses, and really start looking at what she had to endure um, as a player, 
on the court, off the court, behind the scenes, the criticism, people talking negatively about her physical presence, um, just all the things that she had to endure and remain focused, which many of us, uh, for, for many people, could have been just a major distraction and just had their career just fall apart on them. But she handled it and stayed focused and remained one of the top players in the world despite all that. Yeah, uh, I think in that resiliency, I think goes back to the days where uh, here she was, a, a young girl in Compton, uh, uh, her dad, uh, Richard, uh, being the disciplinarian uh, that he was. I think that's something that still burns in, you know, with them uh, both uh, to this day, or whether it be competing on the, on the tennis court or what they're doing off the off the court in, in the corporate field, dealing with the corporate racism, uh, making sure that uh, that her ideas and uh, the things that she wanted to do and venture into were not hijacked, and 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 making sure that they were the way that she wanted it to be, and not letting anybody else write a different narrative than the one that she originated uh, herself. So I think that that resolve and that resilience. I, is definitely a testament to uh, her father, uh, Richard Williams, and I think it's something that's going to continue to drive her, as as she says, evolves from tennis and into uh, other other matters and other adventures, uh, other ventures uh, moving forward into her post career. Right, and, and JB, as we uh, close out the discussion, I think it'll be appropriate uh, to talk about this, and that is, you know, how do you see or how do you believe? Serena should be defined uh, both on and off the court as it relates to her legacy. Uh, the GOAT. Uh, she's, I, I think, the standard. You know, she reset the standard, and I think that uh, as as the NBA is synonymous with the, what, the, the silhouette of the logo of Jerry West uh, there, if you will, probably it, it probably should have a a silhouette or at least the outline of, of Serena Williams uh, in regards to, you know, the the Women's uh, World, uh, you know, the, the Tennis Association, WTA. So uh, if you're if you if you're just going to have me define it as that, I would call her uh, the standard. And uh, I think it's something uh, that we're even going to see and, and we have uh, tried to see that, that those that are coming after her and who are inspired by her are trying to achieve. Uh, she is what Michael Jordan was uh, in the NBA. Uh, he is, uh, you know, when you talk about accomplishments and things of that nature, or, or even the late Bill Russell, but uh, in, in the NFL, uh, you know, I, there's an argument there. But you talk about accomplishments, it'd be Tom Brady. But if you're talking about a football player, you're talking about a uh, a Lawrence Taylor or a Walter Payton, uh, uh, Jim Brown, or something like that. She is synonymous with uh, with not only any big name in any of the professional sports, uh, but I think all over the world. You know, whether it be women, men, or women's sports, how many icons in whatever field are known by just their first name? Mm. You know, he, yeah. Tiger, Jordan, Ali. You talk about, uh, you know, you could keep uh, going on. LeBron, uh, there, if you will. Serena uh, is is up there. And so uh, when you, you know, you take a look at that old water cooler talk and we talk about uh, the faces, whether it be, you know, 
men or women, who would be on Sports Mount Rushmore. I think Serena definitely has to have her uh, silhouette imprinted on that. All right. Well, JV, I thank you for joining us on today's show. And again, people can catch your show Monday through Friday from 1 to 3 uh, on these uh, same radio stations.